0: Hey, this is the Village Church Counseling Podcast. My name is Justin Waller. I'm a registered therapeutic counselor, and with me is... Dr. Josh Cruz, registered psychologist and pastor of
1: counseling at Village Church.
0: The purpose of our podcast today is to help foster a greater understanding of the topics we discuss and give a few takeaways that will be helpful for your life. So today we're talking about helping a friend going through a hard time. How do you do that well? And uh, if I reflect on my life, I, I know that, yeah, there's been great seasons. There's been hard seasons. And almost every time I can see that there's been someone who has helped me get through those difficult times. And I know that the other people would say the same thing mm-hmm. about uh, me happening to be in their life at, at a time that they went through something difficult as well. And it's super important to have someone like that in your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how do we help friends help friends through a hard time? So if you're listening to this and taking this in, uh, uh, first off awesome
1: because you're trying to figure out how to best be a support to someone else which mm-hmm. means you're probably already a support to people right. and this matters to you yeah. which is a huge gift like this is part of showing god's love to other people and, and reaching out uh, yeah scripture says that yeah it's not good for man to be alone like we are relational we're not meant to carry everything on our own actually it'll it'll crush us Like uh, the burdens, the weights of this world um, can weigh us down. Mm -hmm. And they will. Like the Bible says, in this world, you'll have trouble. Um, If we're doing it on our own, we will tire. We need others to encourage us along the way. Um, uh, I enjoy uh, sort of running. Um, It's good for me. And so I'll do. (laughs) I do not. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see you out there. (laughs) So I'll do uh, like once a year, I'll set up to do a half marathon. It just motivates me to be able to keep running. It's interesting that uh, when I do it, then the the streets are usually lined with people, not cheering for me in particular, although I get into that headspace, like, it's all for me. Uh, but it's basically encouraging people along the way. Yeah. it's You can sort of do this on your own, but that extra pick-me-up... Like, what difference, like, I, I love sports too, hockey, like, so playoffs, uh, why is everybody yelling and screaming and all that? Oh, yeah. Just sit down and watch the game. No, because we're trying to get the hype going and the energy, and you hear the players talk about that extra boost that yeah. happens.
0: Well, can you think of how hard it is to be a hockey player in a in an empty arena? Oh, Especially, I mean, it's happened when this whole COVID thing kind of happened, and arenas were starting to get restrictions on how many people could be in the building. NBA and, and NHL they had to do it for a while mm. and I'm sure it was like lifeless oh totally yeah you lose that extra like
1: uh, Chinese proverb um, shared joy is double joy shared sorrow is half sorrow like mm-hmm. it goes on both ways like man we can get amped up like I'll watch uh, I'll watch curling um, if there's enough energy and excitement right. around it but I'm not going curling um, and if it's just them and nobody else is around I'm not I am not watching that. Um, Golf even, uh, I'll watch if it means something because we're sharing in this, there's this energy, this vibe, um, Mm -hmm. this excitement. But then on the other end too, when we're carrying something really burdensome, really heavy, And having somebody else in it with us, they may not remove it. Um, Actually, typically they don't. Like I I think of Job, it's kind of the stereotypical example of suffering and difficulty, load, burden. Like lost his family, uh, lost his business, so to speak. His health was even deteriorating, and uh, I love what his friends did initially. Like I don't think they did the best job right through. Yeah. But what did they do right up front? They sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. Wow! No one said a word to him. Why is that? Because they saw how great his suffering was, Scripture says. There's something powerful. Like we could argue if we're not relational, who cares? Go home, go do your own thing. That's totally. not your problem. And then if you're going to sit there, why aren't you saying something? Why aren't you encouraging right now? And I think the big part is there's a time and a place for this. Yeah. You showing up and shutting up can be so powerful. They sat with him. What are they going to say something that all of a sudden uh, is going to bring his family back or all of a sudden right. his wealth will come or his health will come back? They didn't have that power. And you no. don't too. If you're caring for somebody, there's going to be very little you can do, but there's a lot you can in the sense of actually being with somebody in the midst of what's going on is huge.
0: Yeah, your presence is enough. Yes. It's our uncomfortability with the situation that makes us feel like it's not.
1: Yes. And yeah, it's almost, I want to do more. How do I fix this? And part of that's us carrying the burden of it, but hopefully you can take that pressure off yourself that, no, you, you probably can't fix it. And yeah. even if you can, your fix probably will fall on deaf ears if you come out of the gate with it. Mm-hmm. But if you can do feelings first before fixing, you show up and it's you try to understand the best that you can. Yeah, um, I can only imagine how hard this is for you. Sometimes you don't actually you shut up. You show up and shut up. You're just there. Totally. Um, I remember. Uh, so my father-in-law passed away um, last year. And down to the morning, um, I remember then just sending a text out to some of my guy friends. Mm. And within like, I think it was 10 seconds, all of a sudden my phone rings. Yeah. And it just brought tears to my eyes right away. Um, I didn't know what he was going to say. I didn't know. And he just, hey, got your message. Yeah. And then it was quiet. And it, I didn't need to hear anything more. No. I just, he recognized that this is heavy, this is burdensome. And he reached out. And he he was just there, and he shut up, and he listened, and I talked to him probably for about four minutes.
0: Yeah, and not and because was it was awkward. So I just yeah.
1: needed that. Actually, those first ten seconds, like mm-hmm. that was it. But wait a minute, he he didn't bring my father in law back. He didn't then cheer me up. And yeah, but better place, like all all these things that um, there. Yeah, I mean, there's truth to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's a Christian. He's a believer. He's in heaven. Um, he had dementia, and so he has his memories. He has his functioning. He has a, yes, and I knew that. But I didn't need to hear that in the moment. I just needed him to be there then for me. Totally. And he gifted that. And you can gift that then to the people in your life, whether they've lost a loved one or maybe they're, they're struggling, they've lost their job or finances are difficult or really hard time in parenting or they just went through a breakup or didn't get into the school that they wanted to, didn't yeah. get the job.
0: Like so many things that we can show up and just be there with someone. Especially if something you know pretty significant happens for someone, they can start to... Question a lot of things. So I'm, I'm curious what you would say to someone that is hearing their friend say some things that do- doesn't sound like them. And that might be, you know, I'm thinking of quitting my job, or I'm really angry at this person, or I'm, I'm struggling in, in my faith, and I'm actually angry at God for this thing. So you're saying, show up and shut up. How do you do that well when someone is actually coming across in a way that doesn't seem like the friend that you know?
1: It still starts with the empathy or the feelings part. So if they are emoting or reacting, oh, I hate this person, or I can't believe God this, or I can't believe that, we, we hold it. Um, Which actually, if we're working with our brain and our physiology, that if we try to come with logic right out of the gate and they're needing that empathy piece, they won't hear your wonderful solutions or, uh, well, what about this? What about that? No, you hear, you hold. And then I think it's okay to then come back around and just, hey, what's going on? Or I'm yeah. noticing that um, this doesn't sound like you. How are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. And so then maybe they can process it through. Maybe they see that themselves. Like, I know, I'm just so angry. I'm so hurt right now. Right. Yeah, so they so don't, I'm hearing emotions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They don't need you to be the, the bringer of truth and wisdom. They need you to be the empathic, curious, hey, what's going on in there? Like, let, let me, I'll listen right? I'm just here to listen and support you. And I I had a client once that's, that shared that they were going through a hard time and they started to open up to, you know, someone and they said, you're going to need to change that perspective, you know, and immediately they shut down and, you know, of course they're going to need to change that perspective, but is it up to you to help them know that right now? Like that's not Mm -hmm. probably the most helpful thing. So erring on the side of show up, shut up, it's enough.
1: And, And I think the key, key phrase there was the right now they may need to hear that. How is
0: important, but sequence is so
1: very important. Hmm. And so listen, um, and then in time, as the emotions come down a little bit more, There may be uh, an appropriate challenge towards them or even an encouragement there, but they'll be in a better place to hear that, receive that. Why? Because you put in that trust-building time, that relationship equity time of holding and understanding. It'd be like walking into a a doctor, and right away they don't say anything. You need to do this, this, and this. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm Josh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You haven't even heard or understood my symptoms or anything. No, you need to have an understanding which better informs if there's room for it, any of the wonderful wisdom that you're going to give. And and so one strategy that can come in uh, would be the, even saying right up front, uh, do you want listening or logic?
0: Hmm. Do you want
1: ears or advice? Um, It's even asking the person. It can be hard to know
0: what they need. So it's really great to clarify for sure.
1: And sometimes it's like, no, I need you to tell me what to do all right, let's do it. Good thing I knew that up front instead of me telling you what to do and then discovering you didn't need that right now. Yeah. I would err on empathy, understanding, listening first. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah, it's okay to be direct. Like, yeah, do you need listening or do you need logic? And they might say, I don't know, or they might say, I need both. But start with listening unless they tell you, I just need logic and tell me what to do. So what do we do? We step in, ask them, how are you really doing? We do the whole, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Fine, good, there you go. No, and I do this in counseling sometimes, like uh, even starting a session. How are you doing? And sometimes clients just like, oh, good. It's like, no, really, we've got time. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? And then it's really then settling into that. And don't be afraid to ask the tough questions. Like if they're going through depression or difficulties, sometimes people fear like asking the, well, have you ever like, thought of killing yourself or have you ever thought, well, right. I don't want to put well, that thought in now their I've head. Planted it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not a thing. They're smart. Um, they're aware that some people do kill themselves. That is technically an option by you asking. You're actually more fully entering into their experience. And if they are, yeah. I am so glad you asked. Um, and not because now you have to be their savior, but you can be a support and then move to how do we make sure you get additional support around this? Cause yeah. you can't be the only one caring for them but ask them how they're really doing it within life. Pray with them. Mm-hmm. So you're listening. They're rounding it out of what's going on, what it is that's happening for them. And you don't have to ask, how can I pray for you? They just told you. Yeah. And then you, with them, help them connect with God. Yeah. Because at some point, you're going to step away from them, and they, they're going to need God in and through this. So then even taking a little bit of what they've shared and, and praying for them. God, I thank you for uh, for Justin and being able to uh, be his friend. And I'm just hearing how pained he is, how heavy this is, how hard it is. God, can you can you lift him up? Can you comfort him? Would you would you care for him in this? And just even that, you're supporting them through doing that, mm-hmm. uh, just naturally, but supernaturally, you're more fully inviting God into this. And then, as you step away from them, pray for them. You don't have to be with them to pray for them. Yeah. Pray for them. Um, two parts one there's power in it and it helps them but the other part it helps you too because sometimes we carry the burdens of other people and there's a weight with it and if you're carrying it on your own that could crush you however recognizing that you're just a piece and god's in ultimate control um, and you can come to him and he can give you rest uh, because he can effect change in their life pray for them in that there's power there and then lastly check in with them like, and this is the beauty of a, like a good quiet time, prayer, uh, being in the Word. Because then sometimes God might bring somebody to mind, and you know what? I'm going to shoot a text out to them, like, "Hey, I'm thinking about you," or "I'm praying for you," or there might be a word, or there might be a passage, or something. And I don't. It was just happening this week, talking with a friend, and they said, "Man, I had a really rough morning," and then so and so texted me, mm. and I so needed that right now. And they're tearful as they're sharing this. You don't know the impact you're going to have on someone what's one of the worst things that could happen or worst case scenario? Um, You send somebody a text of encouragement and they didn't need that at that point.
0: Yeah, boo (laughs) Yes, what's the loss? Yeah.
1: Whereas the potential gain is huge. Um, And then last, as you check in, don't support them on your own. You need to make sure that they have a support network. If you're finding you come to them and you're the only person each time, part of the practical is, hey, how can I help you get further support because I care about you, not because you're too burdensome. It's, no, we need others in order to guide us through this.
0: And a uh, a lot of times people have stuff going on in their own life too. Right, And it's important to understand that you can only do so much and that also when you are caring for friends that are going through hard times that there may be moments where you do feel fatigued. Maybe they keep walking into the same thing over and over again or maybe they actually just keep getting dealt a horrible hand each week or each month. It can be tiresome Mm -hmm. and so it's also important to have someone that's caring for you and I think that's a really big piece you don't have endless energy that can just go one way you need to be filling up uh towards yourself as well so yeah hopefully that was helpful and and we'll definitely talk more about this as we go through uh, uh some more podcasts here like always we'd love to hear your feedback comments questions email those to counseling at this is and hopefully we can discuss those in the next couple of weeks thanks for joining us